0: Relax and get ready to learn. Here's Pat.
1: Hello and welcome to Legal Nurse Podcast. I have with me today, Molly McGrath, who I've met through my networking. And Molly has a unique perspective as an individual who helps the law firms, but not from the perspective of being a legal nurse consultant, but being the valued person who can help them with their staffing issues. I know that you may be familiar with staffing agencies for hospitals, but might not be aware of the fact that law firms are having difficulty staffing their offices. So, Molly, tell us a little bit about how you got into this specific niche and Absolutely. where you progressed, where you came from and where you are now.
2: <laughs> uh, well, thank you. First and foremost, thank you so much for uh, having me um, And I love all the work that you're doing. I fell into the legal space. So many people say, What legal? Why legal? And um, I was fortunate enough when I moved from New York to Colorado back in 1997 um, when I actually answered an ad in the good old fashioned paper and the classified ads for an organization that was a national um, software organization, coaching organization for estate planning and elder law attorneys. Well, coaching was not a street term back in 1997, other than in sports and what have you. Um, So I was very fortunate to have an amazing mentor there. And very, very quickly, I fell in love with attorneys. You know, my perception of attorneys before was what I received from TV. And, um, you know, all the lawyer jokes that we all had heard and estate planning and elder law in particular, you know, a lot of times I'd like to say they're social workers with law degrees. They lead with heart, very service driven, um, very, very similar to, I see and hear from people, the medical and nursing profession, and um, they are not stressed out by being in trial and things of that nature all the time. So. I really fell in love with them hearing the challenges they were having around staffing the challenging the, in this back you know 27 years ago of getting people who really cared about the clients who knew what it means to get a client to keep a client to service a client and i became very passionate about that and deeply curious i'm just a very curious person by nature when i was 5 years old everybody would tell me i asked way too many questions and i for a long time I beat myself up for that, but now it's actually my greatest superpower. Um, and so from there, it, it really evolved into me hearing the attorneys would be in their coaching program, and then um, I, my, my mentor would be training them on business development, personal development, staffing, things of that nature, and through that. He's like, why don't you start a teen training program? We'll have them in conference room. This back when people went to a tremendous amount of legal conferences and you'll have them next door. You take the employees and you you support them and teach them what it means to have an attorney's back teach them what it means to be what a termite coin entrepreneur in an entrepreneur's world and through that i became i was hooked i was in regards to really getting an attorney or an entrepreneur and the employees that service them and want to help them Um, but they were not speaking the same language. And I, for the past 25 plus years, have been very, very passionate and mission-driven about getting them all on the same playing field and speaking the same language and having the same communication um, to accomplish the goals, which are ultimately for the client.
1: I would love to pull that apart a little bit. You shared so much in that that made me want to ask more questions. More <laughs> curiosity. You stimulated my curiosity. <laughs> Let me go back to the estate and elder law attorneys. That is a, a, a niche market for attorneys. And I'm thinking about legal nurse consultants and how they might help attorneys who are handling those cases. What kinds of medical needs Came up that you saw in working with that population.
2: Well, it's it's really the, let's take the estate planning side. I mm-hmm. mean, if you if estate planning by and large is a pretty r- new term. Um, you know, the pandemic gave people a tremendous amount of awareness around that. Last time I looked, there's twenty one thousand estate planning law firms across the country. Not a lot when you start to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, DUI or family law or PI attorneys or what have you. So, for the legal nurse consultants, maybe looking for a niche or looking for an area to really um, target, for lack of a better term, this is a growing area, which means that if there are not that many law firms and there are not that many experienced staff members. So the medical correlation, so to speak, that I see with estate planning, talk about after death, you know, let's talk about pre-death, you know, when you're doing uh, many of our term attorneys do asset protection. So part of it is not just drawing up a will and having your healthcare proxies and medical directives, what have you, you also have to take all of your assets and be able to retitle them and do the asset integration. So that's where I see there is a parallel, if you will, of a skill set and a knowledge that goes very closely to the medical field. I know, Pat, when I had you on my podcast, you told only two of probably two billion stories about the detail that a legal nurse consultant can really bring to a law firm of so many different eyes, you know, I's and T's that you would catch. That could really support the client in going through medical transcriptions, going through documentation, what have you. That skill set is so necessary when it comes time for estate planning as well, because you could get malpractice and or um, the client disqualified if you're from the estate planning perspective when it comes to probate, trust administration, asset integration and funding and retitling of assets. And then on the elder law side, when it comes time for applying for Medicaid planning for the aging population, not consumer-based, and really getting them qualified for nursing home and the five-year look back and everything that comes with that, in addition to uh, many of our attorneys do uh, veterans aid in attendance as well. So doing VA benefits and then also special needs planning. And then, um, you know, there's so many different pieces of it that based on what my understanding is with speaking with you, um, there's a major, major, massive opportunity for for your legal nurse consultants of how they can really bring to the table. It doesn't have to necessarily be an either or replacing a paralegal or what have you. It might be an addition, but I can talk to you a little bit later or whenever you're ready about what is occurring in the paralegal space nationally.
1: Yeah. And I'd like to move to that in a minute. As you were talking about estates and wills, I was thinking about the role of the legal nurse consultants when there is a will dispute Yes. to determine if that individual was of sound mind when he or she signed the will. There was an attorney who hired me to look at this several years ago. His wife was uh, the child of a man who changed his will at the last minute to leave all of his money to his second wife. And he had originally been planning to leave his money to his children. And he was in the hospital with wrist restraints on because he was trying to climb out of bed. And I looked through the medical records and found out that on the day and time that he signed the will, his wife most likely was the one who untied his wrist restraints so that he could sign the will. And then he got re-restrained. And that was a successful challenge to the will based on the information that I got out of the medical records.
2: Oh, my goodness. Just as you were telling that story, I'm like, oh, my, there's so many with that in regards to a lot of our attorneys also do guardianships. They do conservatorships. They do guardian at litem. Um, they're absolutely that that point right there, especially, you know, when you have multiple family members in different multiple You know, states of mind, financial states, what have you, when it comes time to trust administration or trust litigation. uh, Absolutely, I can see where a legal nurse consultant um, would be a massive addition to a firm.
1: Yes. And it's a question of reaching the attorneys and, and helping them see that. I know that your perspective is and shared with me when we've talked previously that the paralegals have had as a profession an opportunity to look at their employment status in a different way after the pandemic started. And I know that our listener will be interested in knowing what are the shifts that you're seeing.
2: It started before the pandemic, honestly. Um, It started when there's, I don't know, maybe since 2008, it was a slow drip. In regards to people working from home, that started to become a fairly new concept, and um, paralegals started to see that that how tight the market was. So they wanted to move more so to ten ninety nine or independent contractors or working started hanging their own shingle and working for their their themselves and multiple attorneys and things of that nature. That is not very um, customary or traditional in law firms. They're brick and mortar. They want people in the office every single day. And attorneys are really struggling with this right now. You know, from a matter of perspective, I have 19 positions open right now for paralegals, by and large, in the estate planning and elder law arena, because that's where my sweet spot and my passion lies. And I cannot get paralegals that will come into an office. Even ones that I find that have a minimal experience and things of that nature, they don't want to come into the office right now. Their demands in regards to um, pay has drastically shifted. And the unemployment rate is under 1% right now. So finding a paralegal, um, number one that even um, you know has the skill set and has the knowledge and what have you um, is that number two is that there's there are not many that are available number three is they do not want to come in the office anymore and so now it's causing attorneys to really whether they like it or not they're going to have to shift their perspective of how they organize their law firm and. What I'm seeing for a massive opportunity for the legal nurse consultant, even since the first time that I met you, I've talked to many, many estate planning attorneys every day. And I just even shared this idea that I'll say, listen, the market's so tight as paralegals. What I would recommend, have you ever considered a legal nurse consultant? And since our podcast, I've shared some of the different stories. I've pointed them to listen to our podcast and send them a copy of it as well and they're fascinated by it. Just even the terminology of your profession So for anyone who is listening, I'm just even thinking of you even how to reach out to attorneys on LinkedIn or what have you in inboxing them and really speaking into their listening in a way that makes a difference for them and what a legal nurse consultant brings to the table and sharing with them, understanding the shortage of paralegals right now that are out there. And have you ever considered a legal nurse consultant? Like the story that you just told, your attention to detail that you know, you have the the analytical mind of documents and being able to go through all of that. But then you also have the medical side where you know what to look for. And I would say lastly, maybe not lastly, but in addition, you have the nurse heart, you have the compassion, you have the empathy, you know how to be client facing and things that nature a lot of times And I love my profession. I love what I do with attorneys and paralegals and placement, but I do have to say this, paralegals right now have the hand, the upper hand in the employment market. So when you you describe the um, job description in 2008, when everything crashed, uh, law firms got rid of attorneys. They had to when they started downsizing and replacing those roles with paralegals other than giving legal advice, meeting with clients, um, doing the initial intake, things of that nature. Paralegals were backfilled with legal assistance. Well, now when you're asking a paralegal to really step into a true paralegal role, documentation, going through, working with all that, they're starting saying, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to meet with the client's. And so there's a massive breakdown in the entire profession. And what I love about this whole legal nurse consultant my, you know, model is that what you all love about your profession is what the legal space is desperate for right now.
1: Can you give us a feel when you talk about paralegals now putting out their shingle and wanting to run their own businesses? how they are pricing their services, like a range of a per dollar fee? I'm curious about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So for probate and trust administration, um, I'm seeing people that are doing probate, trust administration, anywhere from $35 to $100 an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, People that are doing um, Medicaid applications, what have you, way north of $100 an hour. Um, doing the Medicaid qualification, doing all the Medicaid application and things of that nature. I'm going to find the link, but there's a program out there that'll actually get you certified as a Medicaid um, specialist too, for paralegals or, and you don't even have to be a paralegal. So I'd love to put that out there. It's a 16 hour accreditation course too, if anyone's um, interested in that there's a huge need for that with baby boomers and all of that. And there's a shortage of Medicaid coordinators. So, and then if you have somebody who's doing funding asset protection or um, asset integration and things of that nature, funding summaries, all the tables, that's anywhere from 25 to $50 an hour.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. That's very helpful. I'm heartened by the response that you're hearing from people as you talk about legal nurse consultants I think the biggest challenge that I hear from nurses is how can they connect with attorneys in a meaningful way? Attorneys have, when they had all their staff in a building, had a person stationed at the front door whose job was, oh no, you're not getting past me, whether by phone or physically, I'm protecting the attorney's time. You can't be here. And for those of you who are Listening to this podcast, I'm holding my hands up like a stop sign, (laughs) like, no. (laughs) What can we do now in 2022 to connect with the attorneys who we want to serve, who need our services, but may never have heard of us, or they have said, I've got a paralegal. You've just told us. They can't say that as much now. I don't need a nurse. I've got a paralegal. How do we... Work to convince, and even as I say those words, it sounds co- so coercive, how do we shine with our expertise to attract attorneys to us? Oh, well, I asked you like four questions. And I got I them all. Your deposition, you know, <laughs> one question at a time. Man.
2: <laughs> I'm notorious for doing that, Pat, but I got them all. Um, I I did. Um A few things. Number one, there's no more convincing of it. And um, honestly, the gatekeepers that you're describing where they are screening the phone calls, the emails, and what have you, they're delighted when your email comes through. So everything's messaging. Copy is king. So you can probably help them with the messaging and I'd be happy to help and show up on a webinar or help any of you all with any of that. But you wouldn't, if I was answering the phone and you called and say, you know, I just want to call and check in and see if you're looking for, if you're having, if you're suffering, if you're experiencing anything in regards to this legal shortage right now, I want to talk to the, uh, your attorney a little bit to see how I can help them with, you know, their shortage in paralegal and what have you. They'll take your call. In fact, the reception is legal assistant, whoever's taking the phone call, they're going to run to the attorney's office to get, because guess what? That work is landing on their desk and they can't get to it. Mm-hmm. And they're stressed out and there's a high turnover at the front desk and the attorneys know that. And so they're really struggling right now to keep anybody. And so as any, any business in, in the US right now as well. But as far as how to, the gatekeeper, no more, they want your phone call because they know that it's landing on their desk. They're seeing the backlog. They're getting the phone calls of the upset clients. What's going on with my file? Nobody's gotten back to me, what have you. So for me, just even hearing the term legal nurse consultant has piqued my interest immediately. And even when I shared it with attorneys, like, whoa, wait, what's that? Now, in the state planning and the elder law arena, there's two other um, roles that I didn't share about that just popped into my mind, a geriatric care manager, and then also an elder care coordinator.
0: Mm-hmm. And what
2: I think that your, your legal nurse consultants really can bring to the table is coupling the legal nurse consultant, i.e., maybe paralegal, the paper in the process, in addition to the warm and the empathy, typically the geriatric care manager or the elder care coordinator was supporting the nursing home, supporting people from a bedside manner perspective and making certain that they're over communicating and over delivering and calming everyone down, but then they still had to hire a paralegal. I think the legal nurse consultant can combine all three of those roles and really deliver on all three of those roles for the law firm um, with very little training in onboarding, if at all. So how you find them, LinkedIn is a goldmine. LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. if you don't have, my recommendation is you pay $89 a month and get LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It is an extraordinary tool to help you field out different areas of law and different. You can go in there and you could put estate planning. You can put just the partner, just the founder, paralegals in an estate planning firm. You can put in your zip code. You can do national. You can do whatever types of law that you're looking for, PI, what have you. Do you want the founders? Do you want just the associates? Do you want the paralegals? What have you? And you... It's, you know, like the six degrees of separation or like everyone says, everything's chipped and they know everything that we're doing. Everything (laughs) that is going to come into your feed is going to be all about what you're searching. And so writing a really great inbox message to them with a fantastic, you know, does your firm have a legal nurse consultant? You know, even just using the word, they're going to open the message and maybe following up with an email and a phone call um, and getting in front of them. And then in there, my recommendation, honestly, depending on your personality and your comfort level and confidence is recording a video looms, a wonderful tool where you can, um, or if you really have your business set up where you can drive them to your website or maybe drive them to your company, LinkedIn or Facebook page or what have you, or your YouTube channel and have it depending on where you are within your career. You know, if you only have one video out there, I wouldn't recommend sending them to YouTube, but if you have multiple and then they can go down the rabbit hole like everyone else does. (laughs) Um, Or setting up a landing page simply through lead pages or ClickFunnels or Kajabi or any of those and just creating just a very simple landing page, a lead page that is specific with your pitch. I think they will book and then having a link under there to book a 30-minute complimentary discovery call. I think it'd be phenomenal. And then once they respond, then you go to their website and do your due diligence and get as much information of that, about them. And about and then Google search about their area of law. You know, right now, where what's going on in that area of law, the shortage and the role that you can fulfill and things of that nature.
1: Before we continue with the show, I'd like to share this special announcement with you. This is Pat Iyer with Joe Flores, who is an attorney, a nurse practitioner, and a former legal nurse consultant, who is one of the speakers at our March 3rd, 4th, 2022, Legal Nurse Consulting Conference. This is the fifth conference that Barbara Levin and I planned together, and Joe has been uh, one of our most highly rated speakers when we have brought him to the conference as a speaker before. One of the themes of this conference is litigating personal injury cases, a very common type of case that legal nurse consultants can effectively help attorneys with. And we've got a situation of a patient who starts off as a personal injury claimant and becomes a medical malpractice claimant or plaintiff. Joe, can you share with our viewer some of the things that you plan to cover in your session on how an attorney would litigate a personal injury case.
3: Absolutely, and first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, I have been fortunate enough, as uh, Pat has uh, mentioned, that I've been an ICU nurse, a uh, little bit of ER, uh, and then became a nurse practitioner and a lawyer six straight years through. And uh, I've used those um, uh, fortunate talents that I've developed to uh, look at personal injury cases. I've also had the um, uh, honor of working with some of the best attorneys. And it's just strange that here in my area, uh, in Corpus Christi and the surrounding area, we have some of the very best nationwide um, personal injury attorneys and medical malpractice attorneys. Um, And often these cases, will turn uh, from an injury case, a traumatic injury, into one where a diagnosis is missed. Um, It can be anything from not looking at a slow bleed of the brain uh, to uh, not uh, catching diagnoses of neurological injuries or other things, clots, um, et cetera. And so we'll be looking at that and how a case can evolve. And organically, it becomes one thing and it was something else. And, and that is what we need to look at. A, a case is not static, Pat. Um, it's always evolving. Anything can happen between the time a client comes to you that has suffered such a devastating and life-changing injury and their family. Often the person has passed away, unfortunately, and we have to deal with that and deal with that grief from the people that we call that they have a survivor claim. And we often have to look at the vehicle that was involved, a rollover, uh, very expensive cases. You've got to store the vehicle. You've got to often recreate the rollover. You often have to recreate uh, the action that happened. And then looking, of course, at medical malpractice, I like to keep it very simple. Negligence, causation, and damages. Uh, And uh, that's how we analyze a medical malpractice case. And, And I try to keep that as short as I could in such a complex area of the law.
1: Thank you, Joe. I am so looking forward to your session. I know that your unique perspective will help our viewers and our attendees in gaining some perspective on what they should be looking to do to help attorneys. You may get your information. You can register and get your seat at this link, which is right below me, http colon forward slash forward slash lnc.tips forward slash March 2022 virtual. And that's all one word, March 2022 virtual, http colon forward slash forward slash lnc.tips forward slash March 2022 virtual. We'll see you there. Now let's return to the show. Well, what you've just described is a process that goes far beyond clicking the button that says connect it. You've just shared Effectively using a video as an introduction and then encouraging them to book a call if they want to explore the services that you can offer. There was a man probably about six months ago who caught my attention because when I connected with him, he sent me to a link that showed me a video and he was a marketing and systems operation person. And the first video, which I recall, was, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Listen to what I have to say. And I heard I'm not trying to sell you anything a couple of times, which made me think that maybe he was trying to sell me something. It got my interest. It was very nicely done. And then I clicked for an appointment, and then I got another video that told me that he wasn't trying to sell me anything. So I heard it about four times before we had our appointment. (laughs) And I thought, now that's a very different approach of connecting with someone. I do have to tell you, Molly, that we had an appointment to to do a podcast and he didn't show up because he said his systems weren't working properly and he didn't get a reminder about it, but he was somebody who was telling me how he could help me with my business systems. So it it didn't go anywhere. It was effective up to that point, but then he Mm. didn't deliver. So common in my
2: recommendation, I've gotten the same videos from various people through. I'm not trying to sell you anything. If you have to say that you're selling someone something. <laughs> so uh, my thought process is always speaking to somebody's listening in a way that makes a difference for them. So you don't have to be a marketer. It doesn't have to be salesy and glitzy or what have you. You could just say, hi, my name is Joni and I'm a legal nurse consultant. Here's what I'm hearing is happening in the legal space. Here's you know, what I do. Here's what I'm passionate about. And here's why I like working with attorneys and my understanding that these are some of the challenges that you all are facing. And I am deeply committed to being part of the solution. So if you're interested, I just would love to spend 30 minutes with you and to hear about what's working, what's not working in your practice and where I might be able to support you. I think it's real, it's authentic and that's exactly your intention. I wanna see what's going on and seeing if I can support you at all.
1: That is such an elegant and a simple solution to how to use LinkedIn effectively.
2: Yeah, LinkedIn is really, really great. Here's what I will tell you do not get frustrated if you don't get a response right away. The average attorney, it's getting much better right now with the pandemic, what have you, is on LinkedIn on average every four days. So when you send an email, and a lot of times I do recruiting and staffing for attorneys, paralegals, what have you. If somebody's a really good professional and they're busy, they're not going to be spending their whole day on social media so you pay attention if you see gosh i sent out 10 videos and they're still pending cuz you can see nobody's opened my message don't go down a um, you know a dark self defeating hole It has nothing to do about you. If the message is pending, they're not on social media. By and large, attorneys aren't. They're very busy and they are not. really are behind the times when it comes to social media, unless they're a slick marketer. So then you might want to find their phone number, leave a a voice message. I don't know. I'm okay. I love old school mail. Send them a letter and put something in the mail. Nobody gets mail anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can send them that. The thing in marketing is use a blue pen and handwrite the envelope, um, what have you, maybe handwrite a card, much more efficient. Doesn't seem like it's coming from a direct mail campaign. Seems really um, authentic, what have you, depending on your style. It's okay if you want to type it. And then again, If you can just put in your, put in your calendar to follow up with them again, a week later, if you have consistency and persistency, authentic, persistency, not salesy, persistency, they will eventually get it. I know this after 27 years of working with attorneys and, you know, I will send them something. And honestly, when I have my assistant call to follow up or what have you, they're actually grateful for the follow-up call because they are beating themselves up that they didn't get back to you. You're on the call log, you're on the to-do list with 47 other things. And what always rises to the top is owing the file or owing the client. And so when you follow up with them, they're actually grateful for it. They're like, thank you for following up. I've been so busy, you know, book a call with him or her, what have you, but don't take it personal. If you stay consistent with it and you stay, but in this market, I'll tell you right now, I would be shocked if they didn't take your call first and foremost, even over a client, because it is that tight.
1: Hmm. You're describing a very challenging environment. And I think about all the pressures that are on attorneys, uh, particularly the trial attorneys who are, are the people we serve who have to screen their cases well spend their money wisely, work with insurance carriers if they're plaintiff attorneys to negotiate fair settlements, deal with the fact that the courthouses are not entirely open and they might have to wait years to be able to to get their case in front of a, a judge and a jury. So they want to settle those cases and then they need to have a good handle on the medical details in order to determine what is this case worth? What were the injuries? What were the damages uh, for the defense attorneys? Is there anything in these medical records that affect the liability or the damages that the plaintiff is claiming? Because neither one of those attorneys want to be surprised by any of the hidden facts in the medical record, and they don't have the time to pour through those records so, little um, yeah, them a lot of embarrassment and help them do their jobs effectively.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't mean to cut you up, but it just came out of me. Not only do they not have the time when they're going to that file, they're running on fumes. I do work with PI attorneys. So while I spent a lot of time today talking about estate planning and elder law, it's my passion. It's where I started my career, but I do have all different areas of law, PI, trial attorneys, what have you. And not only you know, do they not have a time, but when they do have a time at 10 o'clock at night or after back-to-back client meetings or what have you. So for the legal nurse consultants, this is a benefit that you bring to them. Their, their eyes and their intention to detail is not clear. It's, it's littered with stress exhaustion, and they're treating it like, all right, let me just figure out what's in here and checking the box that I at least opened this file, which is causing a whole nother slew of problems. Yes. And that's a benefit for you and your messaging of what you bring to the table.
1: Well, you have shared so many great points today, Molly, and I know that our listener is been to want to know how to reach you and connect with you and find out more about what you offer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You, quite simply, just go to empowering spelled out, A-N-D, dot com. And my greatest recommendation, you can either send me a private message um, through the chat box and I would be the contact box. I'd be happy to hop on a call with anyone and to support you any way that I possibly can because we need you. And you can also subscribe to uh, every Tuesday, we drop a podcast. Um, in regards to leadership, employment, all the things in there. Um, and then we drop a blog every Thursday.
1: And the name of your podcast is? Hiring and Empowering Solutions. Oh. <laughs> what a happy coincidence, huh? <laughs> well, thank you so much, Molly. This has been Pat Iyer and Molly McGrath talking about some of the staffing challenges that attorneys are going through now in 2022. Some of the ways that you can use this information to think about how you can emphasize the benefits of working with a nurse when attorneys are juggling multiple demands and commitments, your eye to detail and your ability to support and communicate well with attorneys gives you an edge. Thank you so much. This is Pat Iyer with Legal Nurse Podcast. I'd like you to meet Molly McGrath, whose business is focused on helping staff law firms. And she shares in her podcast some significant tips about what the job market is like right now in 2022. Molly, can you tell our listener a little bit about what we covered in your podcast? Absolutely.
2: Uh, We talked about the massive opportunity for legal nurse consultants in the legal space right now, Uh, talked about the makeup of a law firm and, and how you can get past the gatekeepers, Uh, because they no longer, they're happy to have anybody call them to be wanting to be employed with their law firm because the shortage in the legal space right now is under 1%. We also talked about some ideas, tips, and strategies for you to get in front
1: of law firms. Be sure that you watch the podcast that Molly and I just completed. You will find that on the Legal Nurse Business YouTube channel or the audio platforms for the audio version and come back next week for a new show, new topic and enjoy the opportunities that are available now to legal nurse consultants.
0: Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Join our community to get notified of each new episode and to receive the transcript of today's program. Complete the request form on podcast.legalnursebusiness.com. We appreciate you and your interest.